everybody. It's Thomas Howard, a.k.a. DJ Doc, and I want to welcome you to Straight Talk. I hope everyone has been doing well out there and been safe. As you know, for 2023, we started a new segment, Businesses to Know. And the goal behind that was to make sure that you're aware of some of the businesses that are out here, because let me tell you, there are tons, but there may be something that you are truly interested in that helps you and gets you what you need. So today's show is with Jonas Royster. He is the owner, founder of Hood Proverbs, and that's with a Z. All right. I want you guys to help me welcome Jonas. Jonas, Jonas, how are you, sir? Thomas, I'm doing excellent, man. How are you today? I am fantastic, fantastic. So I want you to tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh, man, great question. Um, man, I'm just a San Diego boy, San Diego native. Um, someone who, throughout his whole life, Thomas, I, I was always looking for love. I was looking for acceptance, right? And um, moving to San Diego and being in San Diego, I never had much family other than my mom and my dad. And that had me always questioning myself so much so that I attached myself to friends and I was so loyal <laughs> to my friends um, that I would did, I was doing whatever um, that I wanted to keep that friendship, right? I was, I was scared to lose love, right? Mm -hmm. So um, by the time the age of 23, right, that love landed me looking at a life sentence. Uh. Um, yeah, for conspiracy to commit murder because uh, my best friend, uh, for those who live in San Diego, there's a mall in Carlsbad, and he was there with his daughter of his, uh, the mother of his daughter. And as he was walking through the mall, got into it with somebody, and they went outside to fight. And instead of fighting, the other man picked up a gun and shot my friend in his face. And, um, you know, my loyalty to that and had me uh, making decisions that I wanted someone else to um, to feel the same pain that I felt. Okay. And I was always told that hurt people hurt people. And so by... 23, I found myself looking at that life sentence for conspiracy to commit murder. And um, during that whole time, I'm fighting the case and, and, and ended up going to prison. Um, what I learned was as I was in there, I blamed a lot of people, Thomas. I blamed the government. I blamed <laughs> my friends. I blamed that dude that shot my friend. I blamed my mom, my dad. However, um, when I looked at myself in the mirror, the only person that was staring in the mirror was myself. Right. And so I realized that I had to start taking responsibility and ownership of my life, ownership of my choices and my decisions. And I vowed to myself that I'm no longer going to be blaming other people, that I am the cause to every effect. And from that point moving forward, I decided to make that my mission and make self-development the new cool in my neighborhoods. Okay. And so that's 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 what that was about. So that's what, what prompted Hood Proverbs then? It sure did. That's that. That prompted me um, because there's a lot of us in the hoods, I, I believe, that are lost, that are looking for some guidance and want to do something different. However, we don't know how to do that. And so my goal as I started to shift my mindset, shift my perspective, um, was to how do I leverage my past experiences in my life and my past skills to get me to the other side of this quote-unquote square world that I now live in? Mm -hmm. um, so that's how the Proverbs was um, originated. Now, tell us, when did that start? Um, well, officially, it started two, uh, two years ago. However, um, the, 
the coaching and the grinding and the working on self started um, over the last seven years. Okay. Um, yes. So my understanding is with the growth and everything else, you have become an author, a motivational speaker, and an entrepreneur. Yes, yes. How can I forget that, right? <laughs> well, well, tell us about it. I mean, you made the changes and the shift. Tell us about those things. Well, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I noticed in my life, right, and like I said, leveraging past experiences, some good, some bad, what I realized in my life, what was stopping me and hindering me was I had a, I had a bad relationship with alcohol. And, um, and it wasn't until I stopped drinking, I, I identified the problem, right? And a lot of times we don't think, I didn't think of it as a problem. So, but when I realized that that was the thing that was hindering me and I removed that problem, I told myself, or um, I need to do something about it. And I would always tell my friends to write a book. And so that's what I did, I ended up doing. And mind you though, Thomas, I never, I never, <laughs> in school, that wasn't the thing for me. I wasn't like, I'm about to be an author, right? That was right. never... Uh, <laughs> up my alley. However, though, what I did do was to remove all the barriers in my life to get it completed. I, like I said, I've leveraged a value that I learned while being in the streets, which was discipline, mm -hmm. also and commitment. Because it took me 44 months to write that book. Every day, one hour a day for 44 months, and eventually I had the book, and and it has now won three awards for it, and. As I was doing that, I started to coach others on how they can leverage their past experiences so that they no longer are procrastinators in their life, and then they can start achieving a goal because they have the past experience. Right, right. So it's basically shifting what they thought was the way to be. Exactly. It's shifting the way they thought they were to be and and leveraging right and really finding out what they're good at and a lot of times in life we do something so well that we don't find it that it's a skill we don't believe it's a skill so um just to tell you uh, a little story or a quick little background so one of the things also i did end up doing before i became a motivational speaker and author was i got into wholesale real estate mm -hmm. and so what i what i used to do right i also had a dispensary 10 years ago well, 2011 so 14 uh 11, 12, my years are off. 2011, I had a dispensary and I used to sell weed previous to that. And I would always broker deals, right? Okay. And as I was, and I was, I was sobering up, I'm like, man, I don't got no skills. I used to hear Jim Rome. I would listen to all these other guys, Les Brown. And they're like, you got to right. have some kind of skills, be valuable. Right. And that's when I was like, you know what? All I'm doing is like, you're buying low, selling high. So what can I do that at and get legit money? and become successful in it. And so, um, because I couldn't get a real estate license because of my criminal history, I understood that um, I took a class on wholesaling real estate. And then within the first 10 months, I um, contracted over $75,000 worth of wholesale deals. Okay. Yeah. And so that's when I understood like, oh, hold on now. There, there's all these skills that we have. And, and in my job and what I like to do is help people identify those by asking them enough questions to get them to uh, reveal what it is that they're good at. And sometimes a lot of people don't understand that what they're good at or what they want to do. Right. And, and that's ideal because once you start asking questions, people start to think and, and making people think is beautiful. That is the key. That is the key right there. And for many years of my life, I never, I didn't think, 
I was one following the crowd mm -hmm. and two, I was too, I would numb myself because of all the feelings with the drugs and alcohol that it was better not to think. Right. And so, and, however, as I've been sober, um, thinking is key because, um, and like, I like to tell a lot of clients and even those that I speak to at the, at the, um, at the jails and at the high schools is that what we think turns into our feelings and then how we feel we end up acting out in our behavior. So our thinking will dictate our actions. Right. And once I get someone to understand that, right, that's when you see their eyes light up. You see the breakthrough. They're like, that's that. What does Oprah say? That's the aha moment. That's the aha moment. Right. Right. So the individuals that you concentrate on working with and so forth are who? Um, those that have been um, locked up before, right? The formerly incarcerated at-risk youth. Um those are the people that I concentrate um, solely on talking to and helping because I'm going to be honest, when I looked to change my life and I went on YouTube, I went on Google and I said, hey, uh, I, I Googled, I searched, is there a gang member who changed his life and went good? Mm -hmm. I went on YouTube and, and put motivational, black motivational gang member speaker. I couldn't find anybody. Okay. And so what I saw was there was a gap. There was a gap for those of us who are between that 25, um, between 25 and 35, a lot of us are left out. And we also, you know, so that everyone wants to talk to the youth, right? Start at the youth. But what about the person at 26 years old who's getting out of prison who wants to change his life? And there's not enough resources. They don't feel like there's someone there. So that's that's my sole purpose because I felt alone. I don't want them to feel alone either. Ideally, that's beautiful, beautiful. So you help them with resources as well as um, speaking to them and so forth? I do, I do. So um, I also have a, a, a workbook. Um, my book is also, I have a workbook. And so it's a curriculum. It's a self-reflective workbook. And it there's two there's two folds with, with the book and the workbook. One, the book is an engagement, it's entertainment. However, the workbook is a comprehensive and self-reflective workbook that uses the book as the Trojan horse to ask the deeper questions okay. so that they don't, so that they don't have to feel, um, someone like someone's intruding in their life. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Now, how, besides them being able to, um, and we're going to put the details for how they can reach you in the, uh, the show details, but are there classes that you have that you do locally or, you know, nationally? How does all of that work? How can they, they attend? Great question. Great question. So um, right now on my website, I do it. They can book a coaching call with me, a free 30-minute coaching call. Um, and then we can go from there for one-on-one -on -one coaching. And for speaking engagements as well, they can go on the, on the website and um, and I can come and speak to them that way. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, I want you to, b before we go, I want you to leave everybody with a tip. And, and mm -hmm. I want you to let them know, you know, why it is that they should consider doing something else. Great question. Why they should consider doing something else. Um, the tip that I give someone to why they should do something else is because we don't know what's on the other side of the door until we walk through it. Great. And oftentimes we think there's a lot of boogie that we, we believe that there's a boogeyman behind the door waiting to beat us up. Mm -hmm. And um, what I'm what I like to tell people is don't be scared to catch the fade with yourself. Right. And what I mean by that is those that have been in the in, in the 
in the street life like myself, a fade is a fight. We're so quick to fight somebody else. We're so quick to argue with someone when they, we feel they've done us wrong. However, when it's time for us to change, we don't have that same fight and the same tenacity with our own change. And so I tell everyone that same anger, that same um, energy that you give other people when they do you wrong, do that for yourself and do that for your change and you'll see yourself jump through that door. Right, right. That's that's beautiful because, you know, the biggest thing is for people to, to know that if I continue on the path I'm at, there will nothing good come from it. However, if they do make that change, it's unlimited all of the good that can come from it. Most definitely. Perfectly I love that. Said. I love Perfectly that. Said. Yeah. Well, Jonas, I want to thank you for being here with us today. And uh, if, if, you, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you feel like, you know what? I, I've, I've been there. I've been where Jonas is. I want something different. Reach out to Jonas. Okay. I've spoken with him. He is legit and genuine about wanting to help individuals. So make sure that you uh, reach in the details. Reach out to Jonas. Okay. Jonas, I'm speaking for him that you're going to get back to him. They don't have to worry. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right. That's, yeah, you have my word. And and the big thing is, you know, if you're listening and you're like, you know what? I need some, some other... Uh, questions or answers and things of that nature, reach out to me as well. You know, I'll get, make sure that you get connected with Jonas and he connects with you. So Jonas, once again, I want to thank you. And I am so proud and love the way that you have moved and what I've seen you've been doing. It's fantastic. Just keep on keeping on. Thank you. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for being here on straight talk. This is Thomas Howard, AKA DJ doc. Take care. <laughs>